you have you to choose, work Christmas uh, Day, but you, yeah, you have to work Christmas Day, but you get Chris or you get uh, 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 Valentine's Day Eve off. <laughs> <laughs> so you 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 just come in tired. <laughs> I slap a motherfucker in their face if they ever told me I have Valentine's Day Eve off. <laughs> <laughs> Just get all your shopping done beforehand, buddy, and then you... <laughs> she won't be ass mad when you gotta come into work. Bitch, I'm already coming into work. Shut up. I don't know what I did to this pillow, but Jake, we know what you did to that pillow. <laughs> that pillow is uh, now the main suspect of the latest episode of SVU. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> In uh, Belleville. Uh, sexually uh, based crimes are considered especially heinous. <laughs> <laughs> these are the people here who try these convicts. <laughs> I came prepared today. I just brought the whole bottle over here. Boy, what? Come on, Jake. Stop fucking with me, bro. I'm with you, dog. What's what you on, Wazzy? I'm I'm doing uh, Lacroix and vodka. Well, that's sexy. I even got the matching Jameson glass. <laughs> that's like coming out with the whole Nike fit on or something, boy. The whole Nike jumpsuit <laughs> on, boy. You you just killed the game today, boy. Um, but for real though, <sighs> just just to start it off, would y'all are you choosing to have Christmas Day off or New Year's Day off? New Year, which what's Christmas more important? Day. New Year's Day or New Year's Eve? So let's start there. What's more? New what's Year's more day. appealing? New, New Year's Day or New Year's Eve to y'all? New Year's Day. I think so too. Cause I can get off. I can work on New Year's Eve, but I'm going hard on New Year's Eve that night, no matter what. So if I can have that next day off, I think it's more important to me than having the day of oh, New yeah. Year's Eve off and then having to worry about all the parties going on that night and staying up till midnight and working, waking up. So I agree. Um. So yeah. now. Do you you Christmas Day over New Year's Day? <laughs> it's pretty clear cut, right? It's Christmas Day, right? I don't really care so, either so, way. Sorry, you went hardcore robot there. Oh but shit! Christmas Day for sure. For sure. I but I think there's somebody out there Hands down. without a family or who just never got gifts on Christmas with they broke ass that would rather have. New Year's Day off. I'm a, I'm gonna post that up and see what the people thinking. But I'm, it's gotta be Christmas, bro. It's Christmas. It's too happy I, of a day. It's too good. I, I mean, I I really don't care either way. It, it, yeah, I don't see, know. Like Christmas is a speci- like specifically a Christian True. like holy day. True. You know, so like, what the fuck does Christmas matter in Bangladesh? Nothing. We ain't talking about no right, goddamn so. Bangladesh, motherfucker. We talking about America. We talking about the United <laughs> Goddamn of States. <laughs> where every where we celebrate Christmas, goddamn it. Um, but I feel you though. But we we really is just talking about here <laughs> and us in gen- and specifically because we all celebrate each of these holidays. Now, what's one? What's your favorite holiday? Then. Easter Pascha, hands down. Well, okay. I, and what's yours, Wazzy? My 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 birthday. <laughs> Is that a holiday? 
It is for me. Other people get your birthday off. (laughs) (laughs) I get it off. Dave gives me that day off. (laughs) Jake, go visit (laughs) Wazzy. Happy Wazzy day. (laughs) Besides your birthday, Dave's like, go pay Wazzy a visit. (laughs) I think think my top three, though. I think Christmas is number one. I think Thanksgiving is number two. I'd have to think about the third. It might be, is it between New Year's or Halloween? I, I'd have to really think about it though. I fuck with Halloween heavy, especially now that I got a son and we just, I got so many ideas for our family costumes and plus it's around like Yumakon and shit. So I That's get to so wear good. my costumes twice. <laughs> I have, n- I've yet to wear a costume to one of the cons though. I just don't got the balls for that yet. Y'all. <laughs> I don't know if I ever will, but <laughs> I throw on a cool anime backpack for you motherfuckers and one of them shirts I bought, but I can't go out. You want to go full costume? Nah, I, full, full cosplay? I think I missed that, that way, bro. I got a beard and shit. They might think I'm old and weird. I don't know. Like, you are. <laughs> it ain't no like real black characters neither. Like I don't know. I have to really think about it. So Easter because you uh you be starving for forty days and then you can finally eat again, Jake. Oh, I ain't starving, man. I'm eating good that that whole Lent, bro. You just you just gotta figure out how to make it happen. <laughs> It, it, it takes some ingenuity, okay. but it happens. Okay, you gotta have some imagination to have to be down with the with, with the uh, the orthodox. Yeah, uh, which but, but it's funny because uh, it's it's funny because uh, <laughs> Julia kind of got into it a little bit here and uh, started experimenting with making like some Indian food, and she's made curry like a couple of different types of curry, and uh, she's like, "Damn, I, I really enjoy making this shit." But there was no reason for us to ever go down that route <laughs> other than because of Orthodox Lent and eating vegan, you know? I'd be forgetting um, that their uh, Indian food is, is uh, it's a lot of vegetarian and vegan um, yes. um, um, styles of, veg- of Indian food that you can make. So that's fire. We just bought some yesterday oh, yeah. because I just... They, they said it and I'm like, fuck, I ain't had it in so long and I don't know when I'm going to ever have it again. So <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, let's get it. It was a delicious though. I had to get the butter chicken. You know, the first thing that be going out the pan. So oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> when you hit that, which is not Indian at all, Yeah, which is <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> it's like British Indian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but fuck it. <clears throat> it. Yeah. Delicious as fuck. And I mean, somewhere yeah. down the road, they were in India. So. I'll pass through that bitch at one point, which y'all won't. Secondly, could you make a, a band called Down with the Orthodox? Or would that be seen as an attack on the church? <laughs> Ooh. It depends. If you're if you, if you're doing like Gregorian fucking chanting like some papist, then yeah, it would probably be a bad idea. <laughs> I just, I just imagine like you see the name and you like, damn, I don't know where this is going. <laughs> so I gotta hit play. Right, like, are <laughs> I gotta hit play? Are we see. down or are we going down? <laughs> Which down is it? I fucking hate the twenty twenty <laughs> lingo. I hate lingo. <laughs> Fire. <clears throat> um, cheers. Jack Jack is off the um, big Jack Jack is off the wood for reserve. 
Uh, Jakey is hey. off the JMO in the JMO class. What you off of, Wazzy? I've got the Tito's and LaCroix Lime. Okay. Nice LaCroix. Re refreshing Ooh, drink. The drink. LaCroix. Can't mm -hmm. y'all be drinking that shit, boy. I, I just need to see the demographics of who buys LaCroix from the stove. Okay, time out. So I actually picked up a, an eight pack of LaCroix earlier today <laughs> for Julia. Um, it was, uh, what the fuck was it? Like something in cucumber. And uh, but she's got the mint cucumber. Uh, she gets the mint cucumber uh, kettle one anyways <laughs> and stuff like that. But it tastes real fucking good. I think it's like grape and cucumber. Grape, oh, no. cucumber, LaCroix. I, I love how Crocs. I, I love how it always says like uh, essence. <laughs> yeah. Like they don't don't get your hopes cucumber up. Cucumber essence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We didn't even put none in here. Actually, we just waved it across the the barrel, and then just the wind from the cucumber is inside of, and we just trapped it. That's the not essence. even. Not even that. It's like someone ate a cucumber two days ago and walked past the barrel and farted. <laughs> and that's that, that's fucking cucumber essence, I guess. Don't you ever I mean, say my essence is a fart. <laughs> like, <laughs> you just disrespected every cucumber in, across the globe, bro. Okay. Here's your uh, demographic data. Who's talking about sparkling water? Okay. So 65% females. I knew that. Who's talking about it? Oh, this is who talking about it. And yeah, what's them numbers there? Why is he going to break them down? They, so uh, they're a little fuzzy it's, here. Uh, young kids, they're 13 to 17 are like 2%. Mm -hmm. 18 to 24 is about 40 mm -hmm. or 38.5. 25 to 34 is 47. Mm -hmm. and 35 to 44 is 12%. Uh, 12. You see that 47% then... is our age. Our people getting all sometimes I hate us so much. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, not all the time, because we have rights, Jake, and we people don't do things without this. Is like this did our market strategies do this survey? <laughs> no, but it looks like something that we could have produced. <laughs> I know uh, word cloud when I see it. God damn it. <clears throat> <laughs> they always were on about that fucking word cloud. And um, damn you if anything happens with boy, the ability it. to load that what shit. What is the, wrong with you? The, the problem is nobody knows how to use a word cloud <laughs> because it doesn't actually convey any information. <laughs> it tells you so the I, words that people mostly use. Wazi, and then from those words, you have to decipher what they mean. And so, if everybody's saying down, as in down with the orthodox, are they talking about I'm down with them or I'm taking them down? We have to have experts to explain these motherfucking verbs and shit. Or if they're verbs, <laughs> is this a verb? Is this a noun? Is this an adverb? You don't know without these experts in these word clouds. Um, we need, we need to, to get see Angela some, um, ethnicity in there too. Um, but I knew it was women. <laughs> I knew it was women our age. And you know it's white. <laughs> I, you said it. <laughs> hey. 
I'm married to one, so it ain't nothing wrong with it, bro. I just, it's just the power of certain demographics mm. is so strong. Like y'all can keep Lacroix just financially stable forever. Now, do you drink? Um, you drink the water by itself, Wazi, or only when you uh, using it as a mixer? Um, both. I mean, it's. I enjoy water. I I love just normal water too, anyway. That shit so. just don't taste good to me. So my next question was about to be, did it taste good to you off top, or did you force yourself to like it, like by com- constantly drinking it? <laughs> no. So I acquired taste, if you will. I wouldn't say it was acquired, but when I first tried it, I was not expecting it. So I'm like, all right, what the hell is that? I don't like it. But then once I I understood what it was, where it was a fizzy drink that just you know, it, it's healthier than pop, but it gives you that, that that feeling. I'm like, all right, I can get behind it. Can you hear that feeling? Oh. See, I <laughs> that's a nice. I enjoy mineral water. I enjoy sparkling water, but um, I'm okay with shit like Lacroix. But um, it's just that essence. Like I, I want that flavor. I don't. Is it the fact that they use that word that just makes it sound taste nasty to you, Jake? What, what? No, it's just that it's so weak. Like, okay, like, I just feel you. Hit, hit, hit me with the flavor. Yeah. <laughs> you like y'all used essence and y'all used it correctly because that's all the fuck it is in right. here. Yeah, I mean sometimes you you just want a little tickle. But there are drinks like that. They we used to drink that shit all the time. What was that old ass flavored water tang. shit? Huh? I know you would just say tang. Tang. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about propel? Yeah, like propel. Yeah, we used to drink that shit. Like that flavored water shit. Yeah, that was, was good, bullshit. But it wasn't like <laughs> it, it was only certain flavors that was good. They had like ten flavors and only two of them was good. I'd have to even look back to see which ones it was, but <clears throat> devil purple water. Drink? I fuck with sparkly water, and I know that sound gay. Fuck y'all, no homo pause. Whatever you need me to say, I like me some. I like a little sparkle in my water every now and again. I ain't mad enough <laughs> to not to deny it. But I yeah, that Lacroix shit. I just I can't fuck with it, bro. And maybe it is the fact that it is like an essence, it's, and it feel like it's just teasing me. Like bitch, either give it or don't. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just a tip. I don't want just a tip. Just give either give it or don't. <laughs> we're either on or we're off. That's what I'm trying to tell you. We either it's in binary. We, <laughs> we either in or we out, baby. Ones and zeros. You want to fuck about a half? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mm. Okay, so <laughs> episode 13 of No Consensus Podcast. We done bullshitted for 15 minutes, and this is Mike Jack here. With my humble, gracious, and delicious friends, um, Jake Foster and Wazi. Um, well, Wazi. I was about to say Wazi Wozniak. <laughs> John Wozniak. Uh, <coughs> oh, I got that Rona. To my left of the motherfucking stage <laughs> is, <laughs> is the beaded one, a.k.a. the bearded one, a.k.a. churched up shoddy, Jake Foster. And below me is Wazi the woozy war master aka keto therapy oh that was fire aka the <laughs> young god himself john Wozniak, and i'm mikey um and uh welcome to another episode of this fire um so we start why my war master so 
Speaking because... of Wazzy the guy. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, you go ahead. Ooh, ooh. We got to get our Michigan on. Oop, go ahead. Oop, 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 oop. Excuse me. Oop. Uh, go right ahead. <laughs> Wazzy asked why he was the war master. And mm -hmm. I just see you as a in, in another life before this one, Wazzy. I just feel like you was a great tactician. Like, I feel like you were somebody behind oh, the yeah. scenes, really helping out with the strategy and um, of the bro, war. He's bro. the Polish Sun Tzu. <laughs> 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 the art of the motherfucking war, bro. You you got it in you, Waz. And I, I just, I feel art like. Art of the you, war, art of the Waz? No, art of the Waz, bro. And I just feel like you led many a soldier to victory just on that little uh, game board that they use. <laughs> so that they don't actually gotta get stabbed and shit. <laughs> you was the risk master. You was busting kids' ass at risk in, in fucking third grade. Kids, them motherfuckers only knew about trouble and how to go around the board. You wanna play risk on their ass? What y'all talking about? I'm trying to take over the world. And yes, we go play for six hours. <laughs> and no, you can't go nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> no a full game breaks. <laughs> you bet not therapy. You take a piss, Germany gonna be gone. I swear to God, don't you leave this board. Don't you leave this board. <laughs> if, if you're gonna leave, then I get one of uh one of your countries. <laughs> Imagine that being a rule, y'all. in order to leave the game for any extended amount of time, you had to offer something up to the gods in order to be able to take a break. <laughs> And the gods is everybody else playing the game. I, I actually Speaking like that. Speaking of was the guy, I, man. I was gonna say I'm I'm strangely okay with that rule. <laughs> actually, I actually kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of was the god, what about Charlemagne? Oh man, we just go. Okay, so we'll get into this now. Uh, did you watch the video at all, Wazzy? And I wanted to message you to tell you specifically to watch it so that we can talk about it a little bit. What video? The one where Joe Biden uh, jumped on um, Charlemagne, uh, did an interview with Charlemagne, and then where he said the shit at the end, where he say, "If you can't tell between voting for me or Trump, you ain't black." Did you watch that video? I I stopped paying attention to him a long time ago. This just I just I see him yesterday. as a <clears throat> I know oh I yeah I remember that video I don't know I just I see him as a senile old man and don't really care what he says that's why i wanted you to watch this video man <sighs> he could be your president though was <laughs> and the reason why i wanted you to watch it was because i know you i wanted you to have a um a, a, just a third opinion on the situation um you probably would have had the same opinion we got but just another one would have added a little depth to the conversation but I'm with, before we even get to the you ain't black if you can't tell whether you want to vote between me or Trump thing. That was actually the very end of that motherfucker that whole um interview, right? So yeah. I got way more out of that that little 18 minute interview than just that last sentence. So did you watch the whole thing, Jake? I didn't watch the whole thing. I just saw that last bit and I'm like, god damn it. Yeah, especially I, I should have told both of y'all just watch it. It's just a quick 18 minute, John. But okay, so here's my takeaways, y'all. You let the you let the media tell it, right? Um before and before I get into this, Jake, how much have you watched like his full conversations? You watched most of the debates, right? And 
I, I've watched all the debates. Yeah. Yeah. So during those debates, what did you think about Joe as a speaker? Did he seem like he was off at all, or was it just? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you see the? Because the, the main thing right now is dementia. He can't keep up with himself, and blah blah blah. Is that something that you t- had to take away from him during the debates at all? Oh yeah. Okay. And but how bad? Yeah, and especially though? in addition. In a, so the debates not so bad. Mm-hmm. His um his other speaking um adventures I, I think is the only appropriate term. Um, those have been hilariously ridden with dementia, um, much more so than uh, any of the debates. But um, like, like him talking about the going swimming and and the um, the the his leg hairs and the kids touching his leg hairs and shit like that. Like he's just chock full of all sorts of very weird, random ass shit. That like, Grandpa, you okay? <laughs> No, no, he's not. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> I have not watched as much Joe Biden um, speaking moments or anything as other people have, including you, Jake. Because, like I said, I know you've watched all the debates and you kept up with a lot of stuff. So, this is actually—it's not the first, but it's for for a minute. I haven't heard him speak in a long term in a while, so this is one of my first times listening to him speak mm-hmm. for a minute. You know, an extended period of time in a minute. So, <clears throat> through 18 minutes, the video is like 18:30 or something like that, right? For the first 16 minutes, Charlemagne only asks two questions, and Joe Biden <laughs> talks for, you know, like eight minutes in between each question. And he just rambles on and on. And it's, He's not he stumbles over a few words. Let me make that clear. There's a couple things that he says mm. incorrectly because he's going through stuff because he's rambling. <laughs> but I didn't get dementia from the interview. I just got um I got a man who came into an interview with a point he wanted to make. And damn what questions you going to ask me? I'm going to first, I'm going to answer your question that you say in the first 30 seconds, and then I'm going to figure out how to transition it to what I really want to talk about. And that's what he did, bro. He, he did that for so long and it just, I can't stand people who just ramble, bro. <laughs> like you didn't answer his question. You're not getting to your point. Like if, if Charlemagne says something along the lines of, and he didn't even ask you this question, but this is, this is the question he keeps trying to answer that wasn't asked to him during this interview. Why should you get the black vote? And for somehow he's trying to answer that question, but he's not answering it. His, his response to himself, let me keep him for, <laughs> because, and I'll preface this Charlemagne's been pretty, um, critical of Joe Biden over the last few months. Um, and even more than that during the presidential election, but the same reason we're all critical, the same reason anybody who's logical will be critical. You have to, mm-hmm. it's Trump, man. You got to do better than what you're doing right now. You can't go up there. Act, people, you can't have people think you have dementia when you're trying to run for president. You can't say these things like you just said with me today <laughs> and expect to, to beat this man. 
It's not a layup, bro. Because if it was a layup, and Charlemagne says this, he wouldn't have won in 2016. This is something that you're going to mm-hmm. actually have to run for, be presidential, and do it right. So the whole time, and I'm, and I just want to hear what you, your thoughts is on the actual comment after this. But the whole time, I feel like he's trying to answer this question that wasn't asked to him, and um, why should I get the black vote? And his only response to the reasoning is that I, I've always had the black vote. And then he starts naming times where he's run for mayor, run for, you know, whatever he's ran for uh, uh, to go up in the p- political chain. Look at my numbers. Look at who came out to vote for me. I've always had the black vote, blah, blah, blah. But you, what you don't understand, Joe, is that just because they voted for you yesterday is not a reason for somebody to vote for you today. What are you doing today? And what are you going to do tomorrow that is going to make me feel like my vote counts and matters. And it's going to be well placed if I vote for you, because you also assuming that if I'm not voting for you, I'm voting for Trump as if there's not, (laughs) you know, other people running for office, bro. And I know we, we both know that don't want to vote that other way. Those people are not going to win, but you never know what's going to eventually spark another party to win, whether it's in 2020, 2024, 2028. You know what I'm saying? All Really, probably all you need is the right candidate to vote. So you can't tell people if you ain't black, you ain't black if you can't tell the difference between um, voting for me or Trump, because there's other people voting as well. Are, those, are white people not white if they vote for Trump over you, or are they extra right if they vote for Trump over you? What about Mexicans? What about Asians? It's, it's too many races for you to just throw it out here like this. And you can't tell me that if you, I, you should vote for me now because they voted for me yesterday. That's not enough for me. I'm sorry. I'm 29 years old. What you going to do when you become president to make me your vote matter? Period. Point blank, bro. I mean, what, what, so, was his comment there really any different than, than the whole Tara Reid com, uh, comment that he made? Cause it, it, it kind of basically sounds the, the same, but woman instead of black. What did he say to Tara Reid again? You want to pull he it pretty up much real said quick? If, oh, go ahead. He pretty much said uh, something to the effect of, um, if you don't feel comfortable voting for me because of Tara Reid, or if you believe Tara Reid, then don't vote for me. Okay. So pretty much if you, yeah. If I believe ter- that, ter- I, if I believe that you have sexually assaulted Tara Reid, okay, yeah, I won't vote for you. <laughs> It ain't, it ain't hard, <laughs> but I'm sure. How do he say it though? Is there any clips of it? Because he probably said it condescendingly. Like, if you believe that bullshit, just don't vote for me. I don't need your vote anyway. I'm just yeah, I'm trying. I haven't heard it, so the only reason. Did, go ahead. It was one of those things where it just it made no sense. The 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 comment made no sense to make. It doesn't make sense at all. Why would you? No. This is a woman who who's come out and said something like this against you. You can't kill him. You got to kill him with kindness with shit like this, bro. You can't attack. Well, it, and you can't say that in a post Me Too world. Me, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when you could have said that. Right. Truthfully, you, it's easier but, um, to say shit like that uh, in the past, right? Because mm-hmm. it, it wasn't going viral as soon as you said it. He said that shit, you ain't black. On Charlemagne shit at like nine in the morning, and it was viral at nine fifteen, bro. <laughs> like, and so you know, I, go ahead. I get, I got a few like things like with what he said, because like, like like you said, it doesn't matter if you had the black vote yesterday. 
Because, Mike, you're not your grandfather. I'm you're not. not your dad. Nope. You have a whole different set of needs and interests than they did. You know, they didn't, they didn't have a student loan debt like our current generation, whether you're white or black, have. Nope. You know? <clears throat> and, uh, and in addition to that, I, I find it very odd talking about the black vote that the way we do as if like you show and all other black folks are going to vote the same way as mm-hmm. if you're not individuals right it's fucking <clears throat> mind-blowing to me that's some of the most racist shit i think it is <clears throat> because I, me and shonda didn't even vote the same on the primaries <clears throat> right <clears throat> so and now that you out here I'm sorry, you going against Trump. I, I'm I'm still having a hard time just throwing a vote. Just like it was hard for it should be some why is it hard? Y'all keep putting out these people who it's hard for me to make a decision on if not voting is the same as is just throwing you a vote so we get Trump out of there. Like who are you? And the same thing mm-hmm. you said, Jake, not only am I not my grandfather, you're not the same Joe Biden, bro. The Joe Biden at 20 mm-hmm. years old and 30 years old that was going back to the projects like he said in the interview and doing all this footwork in the community and trying to help people out. That's not you no more. So yeah, he voted for you because he <laughs> saw you out here putting in work, doing the right things, having those right morals. Mm-hmm. How do I know that 75 or 76 year old Joe Biden got those same morals, that same fight in him, and that same, um, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Motivation that 25, 30 year old Joe Biden had. I don't, and you're not showing me. All I keep seeing mm-hmm. you is a whispering and tickle people's ears and shit. You can't speak white whenever you get on on the uh whenever you get live on anything you ramble and you you fuck up words and I'm just not impressed, bro. It should be easy to beat Trump. It should be easy. Be a fucking nice guy, right? You know, be respectful and not have no goddamn sexual allegation shit just always popping up. Mm-hmm. I just always assume that the people who became president was being groomed to be president since they was born. That it did <laughs> so that shit like this just never popped up. Like you don't gotta sexually harass nobody, baby. Come on over to this brothel. We gonna get your nut off, and then you go home, and nobody ever know. <laughs> we got these special maids for you <laughs> if you need anything. I mean anything. Let them know. <laughs> <coughs> I just always assume that's how it was. Motherfuckers want to tickle those days. Tickle armpits and shit. Those man. days are over, man. Yeah, they gotta be. <laughs> So just at the surface value, like before I even think about it to, to, to hear, to read the sentence and to hear him say it. And let me also say y'all, he didn't even say that clear. Shalanda and I had to rewind it twice to even actually hear the exact words. He said, he stumbled across that sentence too. If you can't figure out what mm-hmm. Trump or me, you ain't black. Like he stumbled across that sentence itself. I had to go back twice to be like, what did he say that? Yeah, he said it. Mm-hmm. Do you it, think it was a line he was planning on saying and just was trying to find a way to say it? Nah, because he was. They was rushing him off that bitch. They told him he, his time was yeah. done like three minutes before they even got to that part. Um, and and Charlemagne is just such a good interviewer that he just kept he kept asking. He got so like I said, eighteen minutes. He only asked like two questions the first sixteen, but then the last two he got a few in and some few crucial ones. Uh, asking about his running mate and how he felt about that and why and, and asking him about mm, did you yep. know that people 
or like hell no nah to that Amy chick. Like, you know, he, he snuck that in, okay. he snuck the other thing in. And why is he, I had to watch it one more time. Maybe he did have it on his head because the context of which he said it didn't really make sense. So I gotta, I gotta watch it one more time to uh, see if, because you, he, the way the article says it and the way that people say it, they kind of think he was directing that toward Charlemagne at first. But to say it to Charlemagne is still saying it to everybody because it's if you if I say Jake, <clears throat> if you can't decide whether you want to vote for Trump or Joe Biden, you ain't white. Yeah, I'm talking to you, but that does also I'm not white. If I can't decide if yeah. that also does go to everybody else, you know what I'm saying? So, right. <clears throat> and like I said, he, well, it, he it, had, he's thing. been crucial to Joe. Joe, as soon as the interview started, Joe was like, "Yeah, I know you've been crucial to me." So he already knew Charlemagne's stances on shit. So it was a little tension to start it off. So I had to watch it again. Wise, he might have had that on his on his uh, I don't know his his uh notes <laughs> on his on his index well, card. The, the, the the funny thing to me is like to go ahead and and paint it like because what he said like wasn't just if you can't vote between because it, it also when um. Charlemagne said, uh, well, we got a couple months till November, mm-hmm. so we need to, we, we've got questions for you yep. that you need to answer. Yep. And stuff. So he's like, questions? <laughs> you know, if, if you can't figure out if you want to vote for me or Biden or uh, That's Trump, what it was. Yep. Then, then you ain't like, yep. and stuff. And, <clears throat> and which is hilarious because like, as soon as Kanye was saying that wild ass Trump shit, <laughs> Charlemagne had a, like sat down with him. It was like, you know this is fucked up, right? <laughs> so obviously Charlemagne's not some like uh, Trump, Trump dick writer, yeah. writer or yep. anything like that <clears throat> and stuff. So and then to go ahead and paint it like this is a black and white sort of thing when there's plenty of third parties. Yeah. And yeah, you could go ahead and say that uh, voting third party is uh, throwing your vote away, but that's fucking stupid. <laughs> Give me something that's not a shit sandwich. <laughs> you know, like I, 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 I'm willing to settle for a fucking salad without any dressing on it. Yeah, for sure. But neither of you guys are giving me that at all. <clears throat> like, what was your first impressions when you seen the sentence, Waz? Or the, uh, did you read the article? What you saying first, Jake? Just the article or what? Um. I think I said. I think it was just a quote, basically. Yeah, what it was, was a tweet, a thirty-two second tweet. What you What you think when you have first read that or seen it? One again, I just it, it's one of those things that. Why would you say that? What? What? I don't know. Just why? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it exactly. <laughs> it doesn't do anything good. It doesn't do anything bad. It's a statement that that doesn't lead anywhere for anyone <clears throat> and it's now done bad <laughs> mm-hmm. you see the memes and once the memes take over buddy <laughs> jesus christ it's supposed to be quarantine time bro it's <laughs> you supposed to be able to which is meme making time rep. yeah like me yeah for sure this prime meme these motherfuckers been waiting on something to jump on boy they've been twiddling their fingers <laughs> so you ain't did nothing but served up a meatball you <clears throat> <laughs> these meatballs nah. today Mike. <laughs> I don't know I just love that analogy you throwing meatballs over the place I just love that shit 
Hey, what the fuck you mean you throwing a meatball? I can throw a meatball pretty fast, <laughs> I think. But they always say it in baseball. <laughs> I mean, like, a meatball smaller than a baseball, and I can throw it pretty fast. Like, I'm not serving up no meatballs. That should be a, that should be a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Yeah, you're right. You are serving up a meatball because I'm tearing into it, right? <laughs> Bar. But I, I just now I'm super. <laughs> I'm ready for these these uh, presidential elections to start, man. Because Bro, you, you wait you, till you, the debate. Have y'all seen Trump's website? He's where he's literally selling T-shirts to say you ain't black or something. Uh, quoted Joe Biden. He's selling shirts like that, bro. Put uh, I don't know what the site is. I just seen somebody posted earlier on the Donald J. Trump site or what, or whatever it is. <laughs> Donald, Donald dot Trump. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, you know, he take advantage of shit like this. You trying to, um, at some point you got to learn that you can't out troll the troll. You know what I'm saying? Stop trying to mm-hmm. play by their uh, strengths and go towards their weaknesses because you could have easily, mm-hmm. if you played the nice guy role against this guy and was actually a nice guy, you would make him look like the bully. You And what what more do Americans hate than bullies, bro? Like real bullies, dog. We've had problems with that mm-hmm. shit in our country forever. So if you... If you're able to flip it over to me being a nice guy who just wants to fix the country and this guy being a the bully and the, and and who just wants to step on other people to get what he wants, you win. But instead you want to be a bully too. Mm-hmm. You want to fight the bully, you want to beat the bully up. And then what's the old saying? Uh from 100 feet away, I can't tell, uh, you know, it's a priest and a and a and a sinner. From 100 feet away, I can't tell who's who. Like you, you, you just trying to fight somebody, and not at some point you you can't tell who the good guy and who the bad guy. Stop doing that, y'all. Who need a campaign right. manager? Fuck. Yeah. I'm at home. I ain't doing <laughs> shit. <laughs> Be sure to provide a, a link to your LinkedIn there, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I> got you. <laughs> Slide in my LinkedIn DMs, y'all. I'm out here. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I won't ignore them. Um, but but Joe Biden going on Charlemagne's show and like thinking about Bernie going on the Joe Rogan show. I just love that platform of being able to listen to um yeah um candidates speak, bro. Unf- nah, I ain't gonna say unfiltered, but uh, as far as like there's no time limit, y'all just having a conversation, and especially if it's with somebody who's an actually good at um moderating conversations like that you could you mm-hmm. end up getting priceless information about candidates that you can't get through debates you literally just you can't get them through the, those debates and stuff and there's nowhere else it seems like they can go and sit down and have a conversation like that so i hope that that becomes a wave in the future where we get these moments in time where real candidates sit down have conversations and and, and you can really learn about them and learn about the law too somewhere you know what i'm saying i'm sure there's law podcasts yeah. and not just the law but you know what i'm saying like um proposals type shit but yeah and uh i, I mean because cool it was it was when uh hillary was on uh with charlemagne the that's when i found club. out that she had she carries a uh, hot sauce in her uh, Got the hot sauce. uh her purse all the time she was so goofy. the pandering man and she was so goofy for that one 
<laughs> but speaking listen, of Joe Rogan, candidates. Last thing, y'all. You don't have to act black for black people to like you. What black people like more than anything is authenticity. Be you. Be yourself. But also understand that there are things in this country that need to be fixed and you can reach out to ha- to helping them out. You don't got to go on a black show and then talk lingo, say shit like lit and it's it's a vibe. Mm, like, mm. Don't do that. Just be you, bro. And But also know what that community that you're speaking to has issues with. Speak about uh, police brutality. Speak on incarceration rates. Speak on... Um, how bad the education is in inner cities. Like that's the type of shit that we respect. You don't gotta be black for us. Or <laughs> maybe to fuck. Or maybe you. don't even speak on it. Just listen. Yeah, yeah that too. You yeah. know. What do you need? I'm uh, right. Then, but we not stupid neither though, Jake. So I think uh, speaking to it means. Don't just tell me you understand what I'm saying. Um, come back with with a plan. Give me something feasible that you say that you're going to be able to do and make it make sense so that everybody understands like, oh, if I get him in or I get this person in, they go, they can work towards this and they understand what I'm saying. So stop doing the hot sauce in the person bullshit, man. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't know, like because you watch the Joe I, I Biden like joint. I, watch the Joe Biden joint. He come in there talking so he talks so reckless, bro. Like he got this little slang on him and this southern accent. And hey, hold on, like he, <laughs> like Joe, just be a nice guy, relax, dog. He come in there wild, and like I say, he rambled too. It just didn't come off good to me, at least. I don't know, like. To me, I, I've I've learned a lot about a lot of shit by just going ahead and like being willing to like shut the fuck up and, and listen to what you gotta say, you know what I mean? And like I don't I don't know that Joe Biden's going to have any sort of answer or be able to propose any sort of solution and stuff. So I think it'd be much better if he would shut the fuck up, listen. And, and and show that he's interested in learning, and then instead of coming up with a solution himself, bring the the right people. Like, all right, Mike. Well, we get these issues in Detroit that you're so passionate about. You know so much about it. You've taught me a lot. I really appreciate it. When I get into office, like I'm gonna go ahead and have you working on X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? Like, actually enable the the population that's directly affected to go ahead and help work on these situations because you're going to know how to fix it much better than I am. Yeah. And I kind of you know misspoke what I mean? there. I didn't mean like as soon as I, I, I'm, I was thinking ahead in steps, right? So the first step is listening. Mm. It really is come to where I'm at, sit down, shut up and listen to what I'm saying. After that, I need you to, this is during, we learned this during marriage counseling. Listen to your partner, listen to what they saying, active listening. And then when they're finished listening, regurgitate back to them what they said so that you can truly understand what they saying and so that they understand that you really understood what they were saying. And that way you can kind of have like a, they can say, no, that's not what I said, or that's not what I meant. Let me say it again. And then mm-hmm. y'all, you say, and so you're like, okay, so you meant this, this, this. And so once you get that build down of, okay, this is what you wanted, then you leave. And now this is what I'm saying. And I wasn't saying like all in one step. 
it's got to be you leave and okay. now you come back later on in your career and you are in and sooner than later but you come back later on with people like you said i heard what you said jake I heard what you said mike i brought on this person because he worked here i brought on this person because he worked here and these are the ideas that we have to help fix it and then the third step mm -hmm. after that is execution and i'm saying what all i'm saying is you can't do that in one presidential run it's got to be something that you've done over your whole political career so that we can look back and say oh joe and like i said in the interview he kind of named a bunch of shit, but it seemed like that shit was so long ago i don't I, he don't get no you know what i'm saying i can't i can't get into it he said some stuff he did in the obama administration and um a whole bunch of other things but guys to tell y'all the truth i really don't un know how much work the actual vice president and president actually do on bills and stuff that go through are y'all the ones writing them are y'all the ones overseeing them or are y'all just the ones who look at it at the end of the day and, and sign it or not sign it based on what your party wants i don't know i'm not in politics so <clears throat> but it's a it's a building of relationship that takes years you know what i'm saying and it, 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 it you can lie and pander all you want during this shit, but you won't truly get a population's trust unless you have a track record of years of going to communities, listening, leaving, coming back with uh, ideas and then executing those ideas and they work. And, and I, I just feel like I don't know of anybody who's been like that in a long time, y'all. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. We should run for office. All right. No, well, thank you. No, no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. No, 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 thank you. Um... <laughs> Did y'all listen to the album? I did. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Um, y'all want to talk about it? I mean, no. we're obligated, aren't we? <laughs> no, I'm. I'm done. I'm just gonna go. I can't remember. I think you might have tried to cut me off to go to something else. Jake, was you about to transition to something else though? Or no? Oh, just because you brought up Joe Rogan. Oh, honey, you had mentioned you had dropped his name. Hundred million now. So how, as an artist, how do you feel about him getting that deal? Get the bag, bro. What do you, what you want me to say? I would never be upset with anybody getting money because you know what this dude, Jake, and this is for any type of business. When, when Joe Rogan gets a hundred mil, that opens the door for the next big person to get 150 yep. mil. And the next person after that to get 200 mil. Cause all, cause, but it's got to work for Joe though. First and foremost, it's got to, yeah. he's got to, it's got to, his hundred mil got to pay off for Spotify. And if it does and when it does, I, I mean, I can't really see it not paying off. But like we said, we talked about the video though. It's, it's a lot of people who just need the video, like me, and I love it. So I don't. Spot, I Spotify is doing video though. Yeah, have, they, have, I have they kicked they, it out already? No, they're they're currently working on it, and I think they picked them up because they wanted to stress their their video stuff. And how do you do that mm -hmm. by getting one of the, the biggest people on yeah, but YouTube? Joe, bro. <laughs> Y'all tell me one thing that's ever came out and then was working perfectly to f when it first dropped. Well, I mean, so name he one doesn't thing transition that over. Why do you think uh, parents have multiple kids? <laughs> oh, fuck, Dwazi. <laughs> so what about Jack-Jack? <laughs> we always first boards here and you just straight dissed us. God damn. <laughs> 
I'm up for firstborn too, so that's what I said. All three of us. Oh <laughs> shit, that was good though. But but so the transition <sighs> doesn't start till September, and then at September he'll be on Spotify, but he'll still be on other platforms. Cheers to that. And I don't mil. think it's until. Cheers to it, real quick. Shout yeah. out to Joe Rogan there. <laughs> so he he doesn't have an exclusive deal until then. Until uh, no, it's. So, I think he's opening up uh, Spotify in September, and then it's not exclusive with Spotify until like December or January. Okay. So they have they have some time to to make sure that they get that uh, uh, that video pinned down. Yeah, but even you you but we all know this. It ain't nothing like when you finally go live, bro. <laughs> So that's the only thing, man. You could do all the testing you want. I don't know. I just I just worry about what's going to happen when it goes live. And if you have too many bad experiences early on, that shit cuts people off super, super early. So I just hope that the launch is good. I hope that everybody love it. I hope they do something innovative with the video to make it easy to watch. Because right now, Spotify, you can only really use Spotify. You can use it on your on the web app, but I feel like it's they make it kind of hard to even get to the web app sometimes. Oh in yeah, the, in, in the in the so the easiest way is to use it on your phone, and I don't know, or download the desktop app. I don't know. I just want to see how they gonna integrate it and if it's gonna be intuitive. That's gonna be the most important thing. Can people get to it easy easily, and is it gonna make sense? One one cool thing what? they could do is like have the the apps connected so if you watch it on your on your machine and then you have to get up and go to work or something it'll continue right where you left off they got the music like that right now like i can just i can on, on the app or on the app <laughs> on the desktop app or the phone app i can yeah, just for the app. play to this or play to that play to alexa like i can throw it around and they pick up where i was at and it knows where i'm at if i open the app so like you yeah i hope they do that with the video for sure Hundred mil though, y'all. How much Jamie getting? <laughs> well, um, but but ah, oh, fuck, man. Like it's it's funny that you bring that up because I've seen some uh, some people complaining about how like that's much more than any artist is getting from Spotify and all that jazz, bro. Uh, but like. <laughs> That's a valid point that he's raising that ceiling, bro. He's helping you know that 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 was. How much did Howard Stern make when he when he when he made his jump? It might have been about a hundred mil when he switched over. You like when he went over to uh, Sirius (laughs) XM? It might have been around there somewhere. Um, I feel like I mean we'll look it up real quick. It was it was a big money, but it was a long contract too. He signed. Well, I mean, Joe signed what ten years, probably. Well, it's also funny because Joe's been criticizing oh, shit. YouTube and Google a for a while, and he yeah, had bonuses in this shit. I mean, but Howard Stern, at least for his era was was something different no 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 i'm not i'm just i i'm thinking i'm thinking it's a hundred mil he getting half a billy yeah <laughs> plus bonuses <laughs> like incentives in your contract yikes <laughs> but okay so do you see how how long the contract was though why is he on there okay so 100 million for first five years 
plus bonuses. After the first year, uh, da, 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 we're awarded 34 million shares, which was worth 216 million. So he has stock in the goddamn um, radio too. Mm-hmm. And then he signed a second one. Jesus Christ. See, now that's just being smart, y'all. And I, and betting on yourself is a better, um, better way of putting it. But yeah, if you salty because my man's is getting that exclusive deal with Spotify, you got to stop being so, so closed minded. You got to say they gave Joe a hundred million. First of all, Joe is one of the, if not the most popular podcast, period. So now you got to think to yourself, what do I do in order for me to get one of them contracts? That's it. And actually you sit back for a minute and you know why this hasn't happened to a lot of people y'all because they keep taking these fucking endorsements and all of these, um, uh, all that ad money and shit. So now you, um, you can't make deals like this easily because you already have other, uh, commitments to other companies that work with other companies and now you stuck. The only thing I can think that uh, Joe's really fuck with is cash app. I know he got the cash app endorsement. Um, He probably got some other shit low key, but. Between that and on it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So stop jumping on but the first like, bag, uh... y'all get hold out. And then this is what happens. You get that big bitch. And like I said, this ain't doing nothing but helping you. Period, point blank, especially if it works well for Joe I Which it's not will. just Spotify that's going to do it y'all it's, all the other places are going to do it who can we get to be exclusive on our things to combat the Spotify yep. and Joe Rogan podcast and, they, and it's going to be contracts and deals getting handed out left and fucking right after that title Apple, Mu- Apple Music for show and Spotify and then title and then you know YouTube will probably start doing out exclusive shit to people who knows but, they have a couple of exclusives. Yeah, so this ain't this don't do nothing but secure bags for everybody. You gotta love seeing shit like this. It was a long time where wrestlers wasn't getting guaranteed contracts, and then it was other wrestlers mad because a wrestler got a guaranteed contract. Are you retarded? <laughs> now you can get a guaranteed, bro. You out here jumping off the top rope and busting your goddamn head open, and if you can't work, you don't get paid. <laughs> like, you don't mm-hmm. want to change that? How retarded are you, bro? Stop being so uh, one-track minded. Well, it's funny because uh, um, I was reading an article about John Jones and Francis Ngannou um, mm. has been like a talked-about fight lately in the UFC, and John Jones came out publicly saying, "Look, they're not willing to pay me what I deserve, so like it's not going to happen." And uh, my first thought me being me is I mean for one you're not going to win the fight like Francis is going to fucking beat you by via murder you think Francis is going to beat John Jones it's Francis Ngannou bro you think he going to murder John Bones Jones 24 bro, it's and Francis Ngannou because of a goddamn the cocaine was still in his system you tripping bro <laughs> That's John Bones. But dudes, yeah, but this is Francis Ngannou. He needs one I know one who punch. it is. It's going to be a good fight, but don't tell me he going to murder no John Jones. 
If he gets that punch, that's all he needs. Bro, John Jones' reach is the size of the cage. First of all, this, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Listen, I'm not trying to say that Engano ain't a beast. This, I would never fight this man. If he slapped my girl booty tomorrow, I'd be like, how I feel, bro. Did it jiggle right? What's your yuck with you? I'm not fighting him. <laughs> but. That's gonna be a that don't tell me that he gonna just wipe the floor with no John Bones. John Bones, come on, bro. He well, won, no. bro, he snorted cocaine all weekend and then walked into the ring and whooped Daniel Cormier's ass and told him about <laughs> it. He said I was off cocaine and, and hookers all weekend and walked in and beat your ass. <laughs> That's the best trash talk I ever That's, heard in my life. <laughs> bro, that was that was John Jones four years ago. Yeah, I ain't trying to hear. He's not. He's not the him. same. Yes, he is. He's forever involving. But um, continue. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. He's a solid. He's he's a good ass fighter. He's fucking great. Solid, good um, ass. Great. Okay. <laughs> what other words do you want me to say? Like, Immaculate. I'm not trying to down. <laughs> I, I, you are trying to downplay him. Continue. And he's gone. <laughs> my, nigga, my boy Josh heard him talking that shit. Look at that. Hold on. Get a screenshot of that face. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Get that uh, kissy face going. Uh, every time I do that, the the ah, he got it here. Did you get it? Uh huh. All right, good. <laughs> uh, any plans for Memorial Day, Waz? No. Nah. Uh, have you gonna... seen your parents at all during the quarantine? Uh, we did a a, a face call or a video call. Nothing probably in, do nothing in person. No? no, I don't really want to. I feel you. <laughs> um, like they wanted to to welcome back. They're here. like, hey. You want to come over tomorrow? I'm like, no. I don't know. I just, I, I know I'm an asshole, but no, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not fucking doing it. <laughs> I don't know what that's from, but it sounds familiar and it's funny. Welcome back. <laughs> Thanks. I have no idea what happened. Every, you guys froze and I, John I tried talking. Heard you talking that nothing. shit, boy. <laughs> that's what happened. Apparently. <laughs> But no, but um, so my first thought is immediately like, hold on, I was talking to Wazzy. We're not I, about to jump back into your shit. Hold on, okay. hold on, buddy. Okay, okay, my bad. Um, uh, when do you plan on going? <laughs> uh, when do you... my man? Um. So are you using quarantine as a reason? Because I know you're not saying just no to your parents. So when they say, why don't you come over tomorrow? What's your response being like the literal response? Yeah, not, no, I don't really want to go. It's, I mean, I'm not using an excuse. I'm just, I mean, I, I kind of am, but you know, I just. Wait, so what's going on here? I was asking him if like he has seen his uh, parents during quarantine. He said on the Zoom call. I was like, not in person yet or mm. anything. He's like, nah, I don't want to <laughs> keep it real. 
So I was just so like, so so it's that that you do not want to, right? Or that you just don't think it's like wise because of like the virus. Well, I mean, my my dad had a pacemaker re- replaced last week, and you know, my parents are old, so there are valid concerns with not going. But that's but, not, that's not why though, Jake. It's because you don't want to go, and I'm rolling. Sometimes pe- not everybody want to see their fucking parents. And this is probably a good break for you. You was going over there every weekend cooking their asses dinner and shit for how long? Years. Yeah, every other. You finally got you a little break. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, come on now. He needed a drink with that. Yeah, got <laughs> hey, Cheers to that break, baby. That too. Mama use this shit too. Hmm. <clears throat> um all right so now you can continue jake what was you saying and then we'll get into the uh breakdown of lupe fiasco's food and liquor just that uh i mean I- i'm not all like wrapped up in money and that sort sort of thing you know but uh so like my first thoughts when reading what john jones had to say it was like dude just make the fucking fight happen the money isn't important but but you're right you know um the like he is john jones is the floyd mayweather of the ufc mm-hmm. we haven't seen anyone like john jones before um the, his fight against dominic reyes netted him five hundred thousand dollars that's crazy you know that's that's, (laughs) right right and that's nothing compared to the the bags that uh uh, floyd's brought home floyd was making five hundred thousand in his first like 10 fights and shit (laughs) right so um like while i do want to go ahead and say John, you need to be humble, especially since you just got another fucking DUI, you dumbass. But uh, his ass was talking to the cop. At the like, same, come on, John. I'm just, I'm just trying to go back home, man. <laughs> like, he knew the cop, like, like the cop, the cop, like, bro. I told you, if I, I pulled you just the twentieth time, I pulled your ass over. Come on, that was funny. <laughs> I was, what's in your lap but, there? Oh, come on, man. I'm just trying to go home. <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest shit I ever see. Go ahead. But but if he is able to make this happen, he lifts that ceiling. You know, the ceiling is no longer five hundred thousand. The ceiling now is seven hundred and fifty. The ceiling is one million. That sort of thing. And that gives the opportunity for all these other fighters who are fucking sacrificing their lives. I mean, honestly, when you fucking think about it. It's kind of disgusting watching these guys fight, you know, like (laughs) typically from uh, uh, disadvantaged upbringings who are going ahead and standing in a in a cage with another man across from them and just pummeling the shit out of them. Kind of fucked up. It is. Fucking pay them. Pay them. (laughs) Because this but this is how scumbaggy any most people who own businesses are. They say, yep. 
bro i get i only i paid john jones five hundred thousand. why the fuck would i pay you anything over a hundred thousand this is how they talk to these guys and any and yep. anything this is the best here and this is what he making you're not about to make nowhere near that and they disrespect you like that so a lot of times it's not about oh, yeah it's not about the money uh per se jake it's about the respect you need to pay me this because you respect me as whatever it is i'm doing period point blank I don't, you know, it's not, it's not about the dollar amount. It's about what you, it's, it's about respect, bro. Because you, you, because then you start getting deep into it. How much did y'all make off of pay-per-views off of this? I'm the headline of this pay-per-view. How many people are watching this pay-per-view because I am fighting in it? Now, give me my percentage. You made a billion dollars off this pay-per-view. How the fuck could I make $500,000 off of it? It don't make sense. It don't mm -hmm. add up, period. And what? And at the end of the day, all I can do is be is the only way I can take it is that you taking advantage of me, and you thinking that I'm so stupid that I won't ever notice, and that's disrespectful to me as a man and to my intelligence. And that's how a lot of these dudes take it. Whether it's professional sports, whether it's professional fighting, whether it's professional uh, in our world, we gotta. This is why. Um, we gotta stand up for our salaries when we negotiate for our promotions and shit, y'all. How much unionized? Uh, yeah, bro. <laughs> How, I I still gotta kind of look into the union shit. I don't really understand it all the way. But, <laughs> but like, wise, like I said last time, like you, I'm working on this project. This happened and it broke, and I fixed it. If I didn't fix it, we would have lost that person, and we would have lost the ten million dollars that they was bringing into our company that y'all was uh, um, ex expecting to come in this year. So why the fuck am I still only making seventy thousand dollars a year when I just made y'all ten million dollars off of uh, a week of this work that I had to put in? It don't add up. Period. Well, I mean, a lot of it's also your your benefits and everything. So, and I understand that, wise, but I'm saying. And, and I'm not even talking about your situation specifically. I'm just talking about there are situations out there where, and I think it is our situations being underpaid, bro. We motherfuckers been underpaid. I think I, I, specifically us three for the work that we do get underpaid, but it's not um, on one end. I respect it because it's not y'all job to just give me money unless I've earned it. But I've also got to be a man enough to come to you and say, I think this is what I deserve. And this is why yep. period point blank. And then we can negotiate from there. Um, so yeah, right. you, you got, I, you got to be, go ahead. You got to be man enough to, to, to step forward and be like, look, this is or what I want. Enough. You know? it, it, yeah. I mean, I mean, but like, you just got to go ahead and make those like expectations clear. Like yep. I expect this, like, and, and this is why I back it up with data. I mean, fuck, Wazzy, you and your work, man. But <laughs> hey, that's what I'm saying. Bringing in all sorts of money, and and it's just, it's, and like you said, Wise, I know that a lot of it does go to benefits, but every year your benefits change. So I've seen years where our benefits were worse the next year than they were the year before. My salary didn't get raised after that. Y'all just took the money out and y'all didn't offer the same shit y'all offered before. So how can you, so all I'm saying is, and I'm, I feel like I'm already not getting paid the money I'm supposed to get paid. So where are y'all making up for that? So it's not, it's not, 
it's a way to talk to people that's uh, higher than you and be respectful about it. But you gotta, you gotta have those conversations sometimes. Hey, I think I need this. I think I need this raise. I think I need this title. Um, because titles is important too, like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And, um, we gotta have this conversation. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. if and you and you a pussy ass manager and or supervisor, if you take those conversations as disrespect, somebody try, that's trying to reach out to you to prove they worth. I know there are managers out here. I know some specifically that take those conversations. Chris. As, what do you not? Uh, are you not? Um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You're not happy. You're not satisfied with what you have now. No, motherfucker. I'm not satisfied. Mm-hmm. And for you to be satisfied is disrespectful too. like. You should, I'm never going to be satisfied. I'm sorry. I wasn't raised like that, bro. My father raised me to always want to take a step higher, period. Mm-hmm. There ain't no stopping. I'm a, when I die is when I stop, man. Period. Point blank. <laughs> that's how there I was. That's how my be, pops. There, there, there should always be that next step for you. Exactly. Because the moment you stop having goals is the moment you die. And that's why you see people like Miss Betty still working at the front desk. All, all, every old person I know that sat down, retired, and stopped doing stuff, they was gone a year later, bro. It's the ones who keep moving, yep. keep motivated, keep goal oriented. You survive. Humans need it. Yeah, I mean, my dad mm-hmm. technically retired like ten years ago, but <laughs> still not in there. It's like no. you're talking about. <laughs> I got shit to do, son. <laughs> you want to get lunch? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> No. <laughs> uh, you got any plans for Memorial Day, Jake? Um, I think I'm gonna take the longboard out. Mm. What you call it? <laughs> <laughs> Julia's uh... got some plans. Uh, meeting up with uh, a friend of hers. Giving her that long. Um, and they're gonna have. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. Might make a Jake Jr. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, uh, Ju- Julia's gonna be meeting up with a friend of hers. So uh, I was like, "Well, shit, I ain't got nothing going on. I've been jonesing to jump on this longboard, so might take that bad boy around town, probably." I'm rolling. Shonda actually headed out tonight. Her cousin back in town for a funeral. We got a little Airbnb out in Ann Arbor, so. She gonna visit her tonight. Yep. She went to the uh, service earlier. And let me tell y'all how weird services is during COVID-19, bro. bro. (laughs) They only letting like five to 10 people like be in there. You know what I'm saying? And like for a ceremony. Mm -hmm. So you can't, you can basically not have a ceremony unless, you know, your sons and, and daughters come in. When you go to the grave site, they only let like three cars into the grave site to see the to see it drop or whatever. Like it's it's mm-hmm. the funeral business is is wild right now. So because of social distancing, it was she went there today. It yeah. took super long because they did like the memorial beforehand, and then only like three people could view them at a time, and then they said only ten people could be in during the ceremony, and then this many cars when they drop them down. It was wild. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. So she's going to go up there tonight. And uh, I think she's going to stay the night up there with Shawnee. I don't know yet. So 
Um, what's going on? What we got? We want to get into this Lupe. Sure do. What is this here? That's the track list. Oh, okay. <laughs> what is this here? What do I have here? Well, it, it was just. <laughs> It was a blank screen for me, so it's a little <laughs> slow here. What's going on here? <laughs> I got that. I got that fucking tape delay, bro. <laughs> All right. Um, just so y'all know, I'm a. I, I nerd out when I get to talking about this album in particular, um, because there's just I so know. much gold in it. Um, so many things that touched me personally for different reasons. So. <clears throat> um, I just want to look at something real quick. Uh, y'all have one playthrough, two playthroughs. How many y'all get through? I only did one playthrough. Okay. I I really wanted to do two, but you only got one, two, Wazzy. Yeah, I I'm showing it on screen. This is. Yep, I, see I, I got a couple. Where I, I listened oh, to. I didn't know that. That's what that was. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, I'm looking at something else right now just to clarify for myself. Uh, okay. Yep, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. All right, so <clears throat> I just wanted to. So, how we usually start these is the person who picked the album kind of gives a breakdown of it, why they chose it, um, the significance of it. Uh, so I'm the one who chose it. And so I will kind of tell y'all <clears throat> just off top. Lupe is my favorite rapper of all time. Um, it's, it's not a debate for me. Um, simply because of it starts with this album and then it goes into a second album that really um, stamped it for me, right? So, uh, Food and Liquor. And he does a great job of explaining the reason why he called it in the intro track. Also, another key thing about the intro track to me is how fire the fucking beat is to me. And I've always wanted him to rap off that beat, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he just, you know, he, he, he didn't. So it's okay. But um, Food and Liquor, and as he says, it's two things in this world, good and bad. You got your food and your liquor, shit that you need and shit that tears up your body, period, point blank. And then it goes into the album. And just from there, bro, off of that, um, and it starts off with the poem, right? Um, the girl who does the poem, mm -hmm. poem her name is Aisha Jocko. And if y'all don't know, Lupe's real name is Wazalu Jocko. So I always thought that Aisha was his sister, but I've never found anything to actually uh, <laughs> uh, say that that's true. But I'm pretty sure that that's his sister doing that poem in the beginning of the song. Um, I'm not sure, though, but she also does. She like was the um, main person to his charity, the uh, Lupe Fiasco charity, which they call the mural charity now. So. It's just too many things that make me think that that's got to be a sister. How many people last name is Jocko? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just so y'all know, when this album dropped, man, I was just so used to gangster rap, y'all. Like the the most introspective shit that I was really into at that time was Pac. 
and even pop was a Pac was a gangster rapper quote unquote but a lot of his shit like changes like uh you know he came out with my uh dear uh, not dear mama the mama track he he, he had hits where mm-hmm. a lot of it was talking about um poverty and what it's like to be in the hood and how fucked up it is like he had a lot of introspective uh songs but besides that man i was all in the g unit I was all in the fucking Jada Kiss Mob Deep. I, like I was, it was all gangster rap, Fifty Cent, Get Rich or Die Trying, motherfucking rap that I was into. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then at the same time, I was into um, like top forty shit. So I wake up every day and watch MTV and whatever was like that top pop shit that was out. I knew all about that shit. So that's why I knew um, a lot about, that's why I started learning about like, you know, the green days of the world or the weird that like blink One Eighty Twos. like, you know what I'm saying? Like those, those bands was really hot at that time. So I knew, I knew a lot of they shit. Um, Lincoln parks. That was my boys back then. Um, but as far as rap, it was like, some ha- I needed hard raps <laughs> like about killing this shit. So when Lupe Fiasco's Food and Liquor dropped, I actually hadn't heard um Food and Liquor. I, I had I actually heard the first time I heard uh, Lupe Fiasco was on a song by Kanye West called Touch the Sky. Kanye let uh Lupe feature on this uh song and this came out on um uh his uh 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 late registration uh track album let me check real quick i don't want to get this wrong um just want to check yep it was on late registration um and late registration came out 2009 so food and liquor had came out 2006 so i had completely missed food and liquor so um <clears throat> Excuse me. I got a damn piece of rice stuck in my throat, dog. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like in that weird, like between your nose and between your oh yeah uh, throat. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh yeah. Hold on one second. <clears throat> I'll pause this out. So yeah. <laughs> and excuse me late registration came out in 2005 I, I was like ain't no way that shit came out in 2009 i was in college by the end um late registration came out in 2005 right kanye west had um touched the sky on there lupe fiasco was a, a feature on that on that track never heard lupe before in my life touch the sky comes on and then the first line lupe comes in on this uh lupe's his third hit a quick steal like looping the third and i was like wait somebody that raps knows about looping the third like i was big in the anime at the time so i was like i'm already rocking that's crazy peace fuzz buzz but i'm bitter on the verbs so i'm like that's his flow is crazy he know about looping the third who the fuck is this guy never hear from again for a year next thing you know (laughs) next thing you know i'm in coop's living room and we recording music and shit. And then I hear a song in the background. Kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, and coast. And I'm like, yo, who the fuck is that? Who out there talking about skateboarding? And I run out there and I'm like, that's the motherfucker from Touch the Sky. <laughs> he going crazy. <laughs> so 
So I, I that was like the happiest I ever been, y'all. I don't, I just don't know, cause that's that whole song is like I was big into skateboarding. You know, we was playing Tony Hawk like a motherfucker, dog. Like, like that was that that was that time, bro. Um, and I was just I was I was in love ever since. So, and that was and this is a time, and we just talked about this last week where. It wasn't no Spotify songs. Wasn't just dropping every, every week, every month mm-hmm. dog. So you would hear from somebody and then you couldn't hear from them again to the album dropped. And that's just what it was. Unless some shit leaked on LimeWire or Frostwire. And, but the leaks wouldn't happen. Like, you know, the earliest you might get something before a drop is a month, but usually you won't get nothing but about two weeks ahead of time. As far as a whole album, a week ahead of time. So I didn't hear from them again, really. And then the album dropped. And I'm like, I'm on, bro. Intro off top caught me. And this, and, and like, I, I can't iterate this enough, y'all. I didn't know that you are allowed to rap about other stuff except for guns and gang culture. I thought that rapping was just strictly for being a thug, being from the streets and talking about those hardships. I didn't know that you could be into the shit that I was into and still be a a viable rapper that actually had songs on BET 106 and park MTV kick push was a global song y'all about skateboarding. And it's actually about a, a love. It's like a love story actually about a dude oh, yeah. and, a, and a girl who meet each other. They both have similar interests, but it seems like everywhere they go, they get denied because of the shit that they love because nobody accepts it. And you know, think about that. Now people, y'all, they was like, y'all can't skateboard here, but that was a thing. It was like, ain't no skateboarding over here. Like motherfuckers was banned from places from skateboarding. <laughs> we was coming up y'all like, don't because it's loud and it's irritating. The kunk, 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 the neighbors couldn't stand it. So like, that's a dog ass <laughs> lie. Like, how do you explain the sound that pissed people off? But that's a lie, bro. So I was in love off that off that song alone. And then what really took me to the next level is um um Daydreaming. And the reason why Daydreaming oh. took me to another level is because Jill Scott's my girl. But I had one of the th- Jill Scott. I had one of the one of the hardest dudes in the school come to me and say, Yo, you heard that Daydreamer from Lupe Fiasco? <laughs> and I was like, What? What you mean? He was like, bro, he said, uh, <laughs> uh, what's the line he say that, that, and I'm like, wait, first of all, how the fuck you heard a Lupe song before me? Second of all, how dare you try to put me on? And, and, and the line is, he say, um, I told you, uh, I told you corn balls, I hush puppies, the swans in my palm call my duck ugly because they love me. And that, I'm like, yo, you, you hype off of the hush puppy bar. I didn't even know motherfuckers that was hard cared about flow like that dog. <laughs> that shit crazy. <laughs> the swans in my palm call my duck ugly. Like <laughs> that whole flow was crazy and daydreaming is fire because of it's just perfect. He started off with the whole metaphor of the body, the body parts. And, uh, you know, it's holes oh, yeah. selling holes, like right around the toes and the crackheads bag and about the lower leg. Like he go up the whole body part in the first verse and that shit just crazy to me, dog. So this album is so perfect because of the fact that you get a little bit of everything going here. You start off with real, which is just a, a continuation of the intro. Uh, and it basically talks about how I feel. They said they wanted something real. And I'm like, damn, I did want something real. 
like something they could feel. And he just getting into the fact that you don't got to do this type of stuff to be considered real. And that's cool. And then just might be okay. Has a dog ass verse where he just describing his life to build in a house. And then you, you take that whole metaphor to build in a house to what the mother goes through and having to have built that house. And then you talk about the son who has to, he say at some point he say, um, he got to face this. He got to go outside and face the people with the same face that he used with his mother. Um, Oh no. He said, he got to go outside with a different face from the one that he faces mother. So like this dude got to be happy inside, show his mommy love him. But then when he go outside, you got to be a real motherfucker. Cause you might, you could die at any day. And then he switched it all the way around to saying this me. And this is what I had to go through to get up and get out of here. So I'm like, this motherfucker's metaphors is crazy. His, um, and, and really that's just, um, uh, what's the word I want to, um, imagery, his imagery is fantastic on, on some of these songs. Mm -hmm. Then you go to, I gotcha, which is uh, one of the first songs that's, um, uh, produced by the Neptunes like Pharrell and them. And I'm like, this beat, it, this beat alone was just so different from what was coming out back then. Y'all, you didn't hear beats like that back then. And I, that's all, that's what I, it's hard to imagine it now because it's a lot of weird shit that you hear. But when I got you came out and Pharrell, that's when Pharrell was really in his bag. You just didn't, you didn't hear shit like this. And then that's when he had the whole, um, he got the, he got the soap metaphor in here. Uh, I went from musty to musky and y'all can't trust me. And that he, it's just so fire. <laughs> it's just so fire in that song that I'm just like, God damn, he go, he go crazy. Um, and then he do the whole bar of soap lines in there. Um, and then you got the instrumental y'all Now I went to see instrumental live and he played that song four times in a row and it sounded great. Every, it got better every single time he played it, y'all. <laughs> a live band. And then he just goes in and the instrumental is key because the instrumental was on every Madden from like Madden 04 to like Madden 08. The instrumental was on there and it just comes in so hard. He just sits, watches the people in the boxes, everything he sees, he absorbs and adopts it. And it's just so crazy because he is the master also of spitting the same verse twice. So the first verse is the dude watching the box, but he's trying to, and like, just listen to the lyrics. It's literally almost the same lyrics, except for he changes a couple of verbs and, uh, and adjectives in there to change, to, to be about what he's talking about. So the first verse is the guy resisting the box. And then the second verse is the guy already now absorbed in it. And he don't want to let it go. And the box is TV is consumerism. It's uh, being stuck in wanting to buy shit and getting caught up in, in what people want you to want today. And then he flips it over to he say, she say, where he does the same thing. He spits the same verse twice, y'all. But the first verse is from his mother's perspective and the second verse is from the son's perspective. And all he does is changes up one word. He's Instead of saying uh, you or he, he says I and me. Um, and, but it gives both verses just a completely different feeling. And I just, I had never seen nobody do no shit like that before y'all. Um, and then we can go through the rest of them, but pressure with Jay-Z, you did not get a fucking Jay-Z record back then y'all period point blank. This was his first fucking album. I never heard of him before. And he got a Jay-Z feature on this shit. How, who, you know, to get you the Jay-Z joint. <laughs> and of course it's because, you know, Kanye, but it wasn't even because of that. It's because. Jay heard him spit. 
and he, he he respected him so much that he jumped on that track and i still to this day cannot find that pressure instrumental y'all the only thing they got online is some bullshit chopped up version that you can't rap over i want that beat so bad and then the final thing that i'm going to talk about and then i'm gonna let y'all speak is the cool now the cool is the beginning and the end of a storyline that is um key to lupe fiasco's genius the cool starts off is the first time you hear about michael young and then y'all gonna listen to the cool next his second album where he gets into this but the cool is his death what happens after his death and he's resurrected um he, he comes back in the same suit that it was buried in similar to the one his grandfather was married in yes like and so it's so you can it's just the imagery at full display where he's trying to tell a story and then you feel and you can see every fucking thing he's saying about this dude coming back to life um liquor fill liquor fills up the casket at the bottom is a note where his uh sister wrote saying i miss you like all this shit that he's saying and and then at one my favorite line in this song is he say <laughs> he say um like a hmm reverse archaeologist i guess it's golden treasure is sunshine so like uh, instead of he say a reverse archaeologist what are you talking about motherfucker but you saying instead of digging down into the dirt you digging up and your treasure is the sunshine because you're trying to get the fuck up out of there and get back to the streets and so this is the end but it's also the first time you hear about this story of michael young and then his story is just so fucking clever his is um the people that he used for the story to depict what michael young goes through before he dies is 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 poetic at at least to say and it's the first album i ever listened to really and i had to replay it 10 15 20 times before i understood everything that you were saying in the album all the albums i had listened to before that for the most part i got what i needed to get out of them after two three verses but this shit i had to go back y'all like two three listens i mean most most was one listen i understood it every now and again i'll run into a nice and he have a rewind on this shit and i gotta listen to that a couple times or you know what i'm saying every now and again you run into somebody where you gotta go through it but i never had nobody have this type of metaphors where he got a whole song where he could do the bar soap and the pressure song with jay-z his whole his whole rhyme scheme is about um sewing and so it seems that I'm sewing jeans in first and 15 and it's just a sewing machine. So I cut the pattern and I, so it seems it. And then he get into the motherfucker and say a little big in the waist, two pockets on the back, like big as in B I G notorious B I G and Tupac, two pockets in the back. And that's, it's like a, a dog ass rhyme scheme that I'd never heard nobody do before dog. So, um, as far as like how much I love this album, I can't even describe it because it unlocked me to understand in a different level of rap that I didn't know existed, but then I demanded from everybody that I, that I wanted to hear afterwards. Sorry, I had to nerd out on that one, y'all, but that's, I, <laughs> that's, I, 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 can't, oh boy. I can't, I can't not do that much of a breakdown on this album and feel comfortable about it. I, I can't. Oh, you're, you're turn the volume back on. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't not do that. Well, well, f f so for me, like, 
the rap I was listening to before Lupe, I, I don't think I got to Lupe till probably about 2007, 2008. And uh, it was a, a co-worker that turned me on to him. But it was, uh, before then it was, any rap I was listening to was in the uh, vein of Easy e DMX, um, Sorry. No Limit, all that, Ludacris, all that sort of thing. And uh, so I feel, I, I feel like it was a, a very similar sort of thing. Um, but a coworker of mine, Kevin Neither, uh, shout out to the Tech Ninja, um, <laughs> he turned me on to him. He, he was like, I've never listened to any metal before. Give me some metal. I'll give you some hip hop. So he gave me uh, some Lupe Fiasco. And uh, I mean, the rest is history. Um, I, I'm assuming I really it wasn't can't go food ahead. and liquor, though. Uh, I think it was one of his uh, like first and fifteenth uh, mixtapes. Oh, oh but amazing! I, I, yeah, but like very soon after, like I pretty much immediately tuned into food and liquor, and um, I mean, my favorite track will always be "Daydreaming." Uh, the the imagery that he uses there, and Jill Scott's beautiful fucking voice mm-hmm. on that track is uh like nothing compares not a damn thing compared it was funny because you know i mentioned earlier about um how memorial day i'll probably be uh taking the longboard out and part of that has to do with uh julia's sister she's uh into her longboard and stuff like that and uh she was uh last time we saw her she was talking about going longboarding and that sort of thing. So I've been like, man, you know, I've got mine just sitting around right. But um I listened to Kick Push and I was like, yeah, definitely need to jump back on that <laughs> and listen to that song at the same time. Yes, yeah, sir. But <laughs> I I'm interested to hear what Wazi has to say because I've heard the so- uh the, the album a million times. <laughs> Are you dead, Jake? <laughs> I think Jake's battery died. Oh, there you go. He back. Say something, Jake. He was there for half a second. That's crazy. His face again. <laughs> and every time I click it, I always forget that I'm not going to get it. <clears throat> Go ahead, Jake. <laughs> Cheers, Wazzy, to Jake's shitty connection. Yeah, I don't. So, like, I'm looking at, at my stuff, and I, you know what? Now that he's gone, I actually look fine. <laughs> it might actually le- le- legitimately be his connection because you'd go like super shitty every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you too. But like you said, you uh, you top notch now. Yeah, and you're you're really top notch too. I can read everything on the uh, track list and everything, and all that shit. 
So Jake needs a new router. <laughs> well, um, I, well, I, guess I think it, it is Jake's connection. I think Jake's shitty connection is what makes stuff look terrible. Can you hear me? Yeah. It's clear? No. <laughs> okay, fine. That my my phone's practically dead at this point, so. Oh, you don't got a charger, bro? I do have a charger, but it's all USB C. Headphones? No, not anymore. All right, um, all right, Wazi, break. All right, so so I'm not a a, a huge fan of of, of hip hop and rap in general. So I'm definitely glad I listened to it. Um, let me pull up the track list. So to me, it it started out slow. I I. I think with 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 rap and, and hip hop, it was what you were saying, where it was all gangster rap and hip hop, and I just I don't have a connection to that. Um, but I'd heard Kick Push, and I like that instrumental daydreaming. Actually, the whole second half, I I liked. Um, I think instrumental or daydreaming, one of those two, were probably one of my favorites on the entire album. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were just more interesting to listen to. Uh, to me, hip hop and rap is I'm trying to think about how to word it. Um, vocally, very boring. So that isn't the lyric part, and it's not the music part. It's 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 you know hearing the emotion in the artist's voice. Uh, to me, it, it falls flat in, in a lot of hip hop and rap. Um, like Eminem, you can hear what he's saying in a lot of things, and and Lupe in a lot of a lot of it, you could hear his emotions of, of what he was trying to say. But there were others where it just, to me, it felt flat in terms of of what they were trying to convey through their voice. And to me, I that's kind of what I love in music. So, um, I think instrumental or daydreaming had they they weren't normal just beats in the background and, and that is the other thing is, is just a beat in the background is boring to me um they both evolved through the the song and they you know had eight bar 16 bar beats where you know it wasn't the same four bars over and over again in terms of of, of the sampling going on it was something that, that that shifted and changed as it went so um, i thoroughly enjoyed listen uh listening to it so I, uh, I'm, I'm definitely glad I, I listened to it. I mean, it, it's it won't it probably won't be something I, I, I randomly throw on, but I enjoyed listening to it. And and, and you know what? That's so that's funny. It's not funny. I I understand it though, because I am just a glutton for content. So I don't give a fuck how I almost I don't know. 
emotion plays a key role and stuff, man. But if you're not saying shit, bro, I, I just almost, I almost can't respect it. So whenever you hear blue on a beat, that's like one that you like, oh, this is kind of a calm beat. It's on purpose. It's because he don't want you to listen to the beat. He wants you to listen to the metaphors he's using within the beat. He wants you to hear the stuff that he's saying. And if I could sit down and, uh, you know, go song for song and do a fucking lyric breakdown, it would, it would be like, Oh shit. I didn't even hear that. Or I didn't even know that that's what he was saying. <laughs> and, actually, you know, all and of that's the what I love the most about music. What are you going, uh, what, what picture are you painting? What lyrics are you saying? That's like, fuck, that's, that's crazy. How you even thought about that? How'd you even connect that? <laughs> I actually I, I listened to all of these songs with the lyrics up, so I I could tell what he was saying because he had great flow. Like the way he was, his flow, it was great. It, it, it I, I like the way it sounded. It, it wasn't just you know the old DMX barking at you type of thing. Um, <laughs> Shout outs to DMX, no barking at you. Ain't nothing else got me hype like that. But I mean, for for me, the the first listen to of a song is going to be overall what the song is trying to convey, not through uh, not not vocally, not lyrically, just the general attitude of the song, which is why a lot of these songs with the exact same beat over and over again, I'm I'm probably not going to give it a second or third listen to because it didn't grab me just the general feel of the song and um, like instrumental and daydreaming. Um, they grabbed me because they were different. They, you know, they had a, an evolution throughout the the song in terms of the the the, the beats and the the background music. And then on on play two, I'll normally listen to what the vocalist is saying. And then play three is is usually when I get the actual vocals or the lyrics of a song and understand it. But to me, it just I, I don't know. I, I I need that that emotion to come through. The actual song and not just lyrically because i'm too dumb to understand lyrics a lot of times <laughs> it ain't about being dumb no was it really is about um experiences and and knowing about certain shit. you won't catch a metaphor if you don't even know what if you never even experienced the second part of the metaphor before <laughs> like, you know what i'm saying if a dude's saying something that, that got two meanings but you don't even know the slang for the second meaning how could you ever expect to uh, like how we like how we started off talking about down with the orthodox. If you never knew that down was a is like a word that we use, like no, nah, I'm down for him. You mm -hmm. would just take it at face value, and you would think, nah, okay, I, I'm not riding. So if you don't even understand, it's a lot of stuff in here that, um, and you know the best part about this is I've in the last two years have watched a movie or something that I never watched before. And been like, fuck, that's what Lewis talking about in, in, in food and liquor. Like, I caught myself being like, fuck, I didn't even know that's what he was talking about there. Um, so you know what I'm saying? That's that's the best part about me. And then um um shit like he say, she say, bro. It's it's just sometimes it don't even gotta be a word. Um it, I mean, it don't even got to be a bar when you just say some shit where I where I've been feeling like where the story is like a, a son just don't got his father around enough and he feeling left out. He not doing as good as he used to because he feeling depressed and, and his teachers notice. I notice. Can't you just be around? 
and that type of song fuck with me dog because i felt like that at one point like god damn like at the end of every verse he say um um fuck what'd he say uh hold on why don't you give him a chance it's like hold on let me see real quick Okay, turn it on all the way. He actually he ain't asking you for money or to come back to me. Some days it ain't sunny, but it ain't so hard. Just play it just breaks my heart. When he say mama, that ain't your part to be a man. I try to make him understand that I'm his number one fan, but he's still called in the stands. I know the world is out to get him. Why don't you give him a chance? It's like, and I just be like, fuck, bro. I, yeah, nigga, why don't you give me a chance, bro? I don't want nothing from you. I just want you to be there. And I used to feel that. I that's, That song made me shed a tear when I first heard it. Like, I don't, you know, remember when like, my pop was a deadbeat. Pop, he just worked all the time to keep us in the house that we was in. So I just never saw him, but I felt like that. Like, so, um, I, and so I agree with you saying, Wazi, um, as far as like, emotion plays a, a big key and shit but i just um i this is my this is what this is my contribution to this um this segment that we started doing i'm gonna give you a deeper appreciation for lyrics period point blank and i'm gonna break down some of the shit that really makes sense and i think is deep enough to where um you won't you might not have caught it on the first time because of just how you was brought up how you was thought how you seen shit in your life and, and how it is actually emotional so when we get into the cool story that's gonna be even deeper breakdown bro because it's it's basically about um what we think is cool in life bro period point blank and how it's actually not and how it's gonna lead you to being killed later on it's easy for us to say now but um, as a kid who grew up in the neighborhood where the motherfuckers, my father was going to work every day, 16 hours a day. But then you seen a, a drug dealer pull down the street. He got a better car than your dad. He got more girls than your dad. Everybody seemed to respect him more. You see that shit, bro. And you think that that's the cool thing to do. What your pops is doing is the lame shit to do. But. Lou is trying to tell you what happens to them cool motherfuckers and the story is crazy. <laughs> so uh, that's all I want to do. Um, put you on some shit you've I mean, never heard before and give you a deeper appreciation for the bars. Jake, I, I can, definitely, you talk, can you still not talk while your video is up? <laughs> Probably okay, not. So, so that's just, why I figured I'd just go ahead and... Okay, yeah. Like, Gary, and, so people, if you want to take... Just so the people know. <laughs> There's other people know, but Jake's busted ass computer <laughs> cannot allow him to speak and show his face at the same time. <laughs> oh, and God. fuck yourself. Put that other picture up too, Wazzy. Put that other picture. With his, I can with only his, do with his mouth curled up. I know you just switch between them. Uh, what would you about to say, Waz? And I know, and then you go after that, Jake, because I know you switched over so you could talk. I was gonna say I, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, it's just, it, it's not in my, my, my normal re repertoire of, of music that I like, but I always love hearing new things. I'm, you know, I'm never going to say no to listening to, to something new and just lyrically, I need to hear it 
just the way that, that my mind works, you know? No, nope, I know. Or vocally, I need, I need to hear it. I don't understand mm-hmm. lyrics right away. Nope, nope. I'm rolling. I feel like that might be how most people listen to music. Go ahead, though, Jake. Well, so I had accidentally clicked the, the stop sharing video, but I, I, I guess I do got something to say. But uh, it, what I was going to say is that it, it's it's funny to me, you talking about the cool mic and how it seems like that's going to be the next album you sit, that, that you have us listen to. Wait. <laughs> Uh, when after I had had you guys listen to Undertow, oh. I was like, "Man, do do I have them listen to another Tool album?" And, and I said to myself, "No," but now you got me thinking, bro. It's whatever because they don't got a hundred albums. We're not about to be listening to them uh, uh, back to back to back to back. So, and I'm a, I'm doing this just purely because of the story that um, is telling in here. Um, so that's fucking. You look so sad. You look so sad. It's like. <laughs> when did you? When did you take that? <laughs> when you were disconnected. So we have super sad Jake. We have. <laughs> <laughs> Rip earphone users. <laughs> That looked like somebody said a a really mean joke to you, and you had no response because (laughs) not only was it mean, but it was true. This is a meme football net right here. (laughs) Take it and make it a meme. It's never true. (laughs) Uh, Fuck. Ah, shit. Um. Uh, thank you, boys, for letting me nerd out on one of my favorite rappers of all time. Um, Dude, it's so good. I just, it's just so good. I was going to sit down and write down some of the best lines because the issue is, I you still don't even hear metaphors today sometimes out of dudes like these these shits came out in 2006 and he was thinking like this and i just i can't iterate if y'all would have heard this in 2006 when i heard it in 2006 and i know you heard it you know you heard it a little while ago too jake but if you would have heard this in 2006 wise when i heard it in 2006 it's a whole different feel that's why it's kind of hard to even bring people back to old shit but um, I just remember vividly how I used to feel and being so shocked at this album because not only did, is it good, y'all, but the mainstream recognized it as good. This album got three Grammy nominations. It has four singles on it that was that went gold or platinum, and then I think Kid Push went platinum, and it even went platinum overseas. You know what I'm saying? So it was. It's one thing for people to like your shit. It's another thing for the music industry to recognize your shit. So not only is you spitting shit that's uh, 
uh, like, fuck, man. I'm that same kid who is a nerdy motherfucker, but had to grow up in a badass neighborhood. I didn't like the shit that my, these other dudes liked, and I, I made it out the same way Lou is. But you get and you getting a Grammy for spitting like this, bro? Because you're not even just saying I'm I'm a I'm a nerdy dude who came from the hood. You saying you saying wild ass metaphors in your shit to where. Uh, uh, daydreaming bro starts off on a whole body scheme how do you do that bro and people was like that's a hit we gonna play it everywhere <laughs> dog right around the waist in that dog so it's like it just it threw me off on two levels one is really good Two, everybody else recognize it as good and now i can be this type of rapper and now it changed my life dog so um, I, I wish y'all could have came to some of them early concerts too, because like I said, Wazzy, I seen them live. I seen them live twice, early on, um, a little bit after this dropped, and then I saw him live with Bob. Um, and Bob was one of the greatest performances I ever seen because he was playing the guitar, he was playing the piano, he was playing the drums, he was rapping while doing all that shit. It was it was the craziest performance I ever seen. And then Lou came out and just destroyed it. <laughs> so, um, what years did you see him? Who Lupe? Yeah. The first time I saw him was in 2007, maybe eight. It was probably eight. I think I was, it was either eight or nine. I was uh, at least a senior. Maybe I might've started college. I got to really think about it. It might've even been that summer in between the two. Cause I was going, I was going back and forth to uh, the crib a lot that summer. And then the second time I seen him was with Shalanda and my boy, Chris. And that might've been 2010 probably. Um, and it was at the Fillmore the second time. And I can't remember the first time I had to think about it. Might've been St. Andrews, but that was when he was really big. So I, I really don't think he was doing no St. Andrews at that time. <laughs> he was, um, I, he had to be somewhere else. It wasn't St. Andrews. <clears throat> I love St. Andrews though. Yeah. I love tight venues. Did you, have you ever been to a concert? Wazzy? I know that's a weird thing to ask, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, so I don't know. I, you know, sometimes you'd be like, I don't know if you hate concerts and think it's trash or not. You've been to one. Oh no, I love live music. Mm. Um, take a guess at what my first concert was. Lincoln you, Park. It was 31 year, years ago. 31 years ago. So 2000. My math is bad. Jake, help me out. 19. No, 19. 91 ish. Who was on 91? Did you go see the dudes who. Vanilla Ice! Vanilla Ice! Bro, it's nope. if if you went to go see Vanilla Ice and don't know Lupe, I would have slapped the shit out you. You went to go see the dudes, you went to go see the dudes who made that creep song? No. What Radiohead? Yeah, you would see Radiohead. <laughs> Blink one eighty. Nope. No, not Blink. Green Day. You had no. to go see Green Day. You went to see Green. Oh Day. no, not not Green Day. No. Why not Green Day? Ninety one Green Day. No. <laughs> they were talking about shit. Ninety one. I, I actually, I, I had a uh, Beach Boys. No. Uh, Metallica. Nope. <sighs> Give us the first letter. Get something like hard to go see. You said what? No. W. You've all heard them. I know. Hold on. W W W. 
He, um, he, he avoids all controversy if he can, except with one song. Um, Why do I not even know what the letter W looks like right now? <laughs> uh, you said it'd be really hey, weird when, when you one dude. Weird Al. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You are so fucking Polish, bro. <laughs> this bastard wants to go see the weirdness of the house. Oh, Wazzy, I'm not buying fucking pierogies from anyone other than your mother. <laughs> I want a mother's pierogi, too. I feel like we, 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 we need to see. I was going to. No, but uh, so I went to see like Taste of Chaos, which was also amazing. It was at Kobo. Um, they had like a Treyu, Dragon Force, Avenged Sevenfold. Um, mm. I love, I mean, I, I, I moshed love for the name of Avenged Sevenfold here. too. Like, that's such a dog ass name, bro. Like, how'd y'all come up with that sweet ass name, bro? I respect a, a band that could come up with a sweet name. Continue. Oh, I, no, I was just like, saying that, that Orthodox. <laughs> <laughs> That's today's podcast episode. I don't know, though. Fuck, Jake, you got to tell me. <laughs> Every time I hear it, I just I, I think of Jake's favorite band. Mike, I, I'll give you a pass. <laughs> okay. okay, we roll it. Okay, I'll just do a clip of that part so we can explain. I don't know. Uh, we almost had two hours, by the way, y'all. Um. So, what y'all want to do? That's a long one. Cheers it out. Cheers. Uh, thank you for enjoying this time with me. My wife is. <laughs> my wife and son are gone for the night, so I'm going to be showing my dick on chat roulette. Um, tune in about 1.32 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's probably, it, I, it's still dick just littered all on chat roulette, ain't it? Go on chat roulette real quick, Wazzy. Let's see if we can see some dick. No homo. I don't want to give them access to my camera. You, your camera already is being used right now, so it shouldn't even. Next. Shouldn't matter. They'll get my my OBS camera. <laughs> yeah, unfiltered. Click that unfiltered. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna get them themselves. Mute yourself. Hit that mute at the top right there. <laughs> Okay. Oh, you just hit next. It was the next button at the bottom left hand oh, corner of the screen. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, go, as soon as we see a dick, we go jump out and take a shot. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, I, I could set my. There we go. <laughs> it took what? One actual try? Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> peace. Oh, peace. <laughs> now you say it again because I can't be the last piece. Peace. <laughs>